Hi, welcome back, everyone. This is Aleda. And I'm Miranda. And together we make up the sidekicks. And we're starting Women's History Month. So get ready for some fun and excitement. (laughs) (laughs) So for this month, we're focusing on women creators and or yeah just women creators and i think authors because definitely the book that i pick which is raven by cami garcia is Mm -hmm. like a joint venture it's cami garcia and gabrielle piccolo and Mm -hmm. so he's not a a woman but cami is so (laughs) we make up the rules here you guys he's an an honorary woman for the purposes of we don't want to find both it's not easy Maybe it is, but we don't have that much time. We don't get paid, y'all. I'm sorry. If you have recommend- recommendations, email us at the sidekicks at gmail.com. Capital T H E, capital S E I. Wait, S E I D K I C K S at gmail. Miranda, you have more practice. You All right. <laughs> you can, you can, you can, if you have a recommendation, please email us at the sidekicks at gmail.com. I repeat the sidekicks, sidekicks, capital T H E, capital S E I D, capital K I C K S at gmail.com. We check periodically. Additionally, you can reach out to us at the sidekicks on Instagram. Thank you. Miranda saw me like break my brain. I'm trying to remember that. <laughs> You're welcome, everyone, for the struggle. It's my uh, customer service voice. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So we're doing Teen Titans, Raven um where do i start okay miranda have you read this before oh no i had not Ooh, had you yes Ooh. i read it in 2020 peak of the pandemic spent a lot of money <laughs> on just shit i wanted to do <laughs> so i bought comic books art books all the books love it yeah so i picked it because i had read it and i thought it was like a nice story and it's like a one shot. Well, kind of. We'll talk about it. So did you like it? I did. I enjoyed it. Good. Awesome. We'll start with, okay, so Cami Garcia is a young adult author and Gabe, <laughs> Gabriel Piccolo is uh, like an emerging comic book artist, but he did have his own fan base before he started, before he joined the DC uh, adventure so we'll i don't have like a whole lot of history on them because they're mm-hmm. newer i mean cammy is like i think she's like in her 50s and she has like a career prior to dc and i'll talk about that a little bit i'm gonna talk about um dc inc and dc mm-hmm. zoom and that flurry of events that happen in like a really short time period mm-hmm. um and then i guess we can do like a quick well i don't know we'll talk about the book <laughs> y'all here to hear about it so oh my god cammy garcia wrote beautiful darkness yeah she wrote the beautiful creatures oh man she co-wrote a little obsessed with that in high school oh perfect so you had already read her work it just wasn't this (laughs) um so for those who don't know if you're like me and you don't keep up with mergers and revamps and imprints business 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 numbers numbers yeah, so if you're not familiar with it, but you like comic books, you've probably noticed a trend in the last like three years where there's more young adult novels, graphic novels that are coming out. Because mm-hmm. that's what I noticed. I think I saw like the Catwoman. I knew about, okay, so I knew about the Raven one because I was a fan of 
I still am, of Gabriel. And he like announced that he was going to, you know, be a part of it. And I was like, hell yeah. But when I went to the library one time, I saw the Catwoman Under the Moon one. And I was like, what's this? And like at Barnes and Nobles, there's like a whole section mm-hmm. of like young, ator- young, ad- young adult graphic novels. So the reason that happened, and Randa, you probably know about this because you actually like follow you follow the news <laughs> the, the comic book news so i'm good how much do you know about it um i don't actually know a lot about a formal information i think uh, a lot like you i noticed like the trend of there's a lot more um books being published by dc that are aimed towards like young adult yeah and like kids like kind of middle grade fiction yes um and a lot of it did not definitely did not exist when like I was a teenager because if it had, I would have read it. <laughs> exactly. Ding, 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 ding <laughs> on the nose. That's exactly what happened. And why did it exist? Why did it not exist? Because the folks in charge didn't know how to do it, basically. So when we were <laughs> kids. What do you mean they didn't know? Okay. Picture this. You're an executive. You're a man. You make money. You make decisions. <laughs> You don't care. Right. Your de- you assume your demographic is one thing. I guess you don't look at a database. I don't know. You don't check sales. You probably do. Whatever. I've never been a CEO. Don't wish it upon myself. However, <laughs> what ends up happening is like, so we get like the 2000s mm-hmm. run of things, the new 52, all that stuff, all that like sunsets, right? It's done in like yes. 2015-ish time. Yeah. 2016 right? was when Rebirth really happened. Okay. So DC decides, huh? I'm pretty sure it was post that. So they uh, think about, hmm, well, we're seeing this like interest from young adult readers and middle and early readers on right. Perse- Persephone. No, Persephone. Is that? Hold on one second. I don't know how to pronounce it. I have the internet. I'm not going to struggle. Persephone, like the wife of Hades? No, it's not Persephone. I'm thinking about Laura Living. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. It was a really popular young adult no- novel, and it's ugh, fuck me, bro. <laughs> per- oh, per- Persepolis. Persepolis. How do you say? Yeah, it? Persepolis. Okay. Like you're talking about the one about like the the little like Islamic girl. Yes. Yeah, I've read that one. Okay, so DC sees a trend that Persepolis is being read, and it's making sales. Like people are buying it. It starts yeah. getting taught in schools. Little yeah. kids are reading it by little kids, like not grown men. <laughs> like, no, no, no. I, I like I middle school and high school. It's like I read it when I was in middle school. Right. So they were like, okay, so clearly there's a market because we see that there's a market. People are buying these books. So they decide to come out with a, like a young, like a division that is for young adult readers. Um, and I keep saying young adult, but yeah, like middle school to high yeah, school. Like readers. 13 to 18. Yeah. And they create this thing and kind of specifically girls because they're like, oh, girls like comic books or graphic novels. So they open up like a branch and it's called Minx. I'm sorry. Yeah. Are you, are you telling me? Are you are you are you telling me that they discovered that women that not women girls existed in 2015? It's not 2015, 2006. Okay, I mean, it's, it's not great, but they discovered that girls existed in 2006. That's when the great scientific discovery of girls was made. That's when the big money monetary discovery of girls existing exists, because we know girls exist. We know that there's some fans. We know right. this. We have women creators. We know this. 
we, we know we know that some of us were this. <laughs> yes, but they I'm saw. Sorry that there's were money. We, were we goddamn unicorns to them before this? I just don't think they gave a fuck, and they didn't realize that they could tap into that market and like be profitable. Um, okay, so I I'm sorry. I just I need a moment to wrap my head around this. Oh yeah, no, go ahead. Because I knew it was gonna it was gonna piss you off. Because, um, you, you know, I I try not to draw too many parallels between, like, Western comic books and non-Western comic books. But I would like to point out that as far as I'm aware, uh, manga, like, there have been manga that has been targeted towards young girls, towards, like, teenage girls, towards women, pretty much since manga started. Like, like that is, that was, how, that is, as, to my knowledge, has always been a market that they've tapped into. Yeah. Um girl books definitely existed in like the 40s and the 50s and the 60s like the fucking what's his face <laughs> not oh god i forgot his name frederick wortham frederick wortham talked about them talked about like girl books and how they were like too tawdry because they're all romance based fuck you bro right so like uh, like this market for girls books has always existed archie comics which i would argue is very much a girl's book Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah my mom read archie i read archie's that yeah. was my like cut my teeth on archie's like you know and like that- even now i would say archie's is like still like even in its reproductions and like by reproductions i mean like tv production oh man if you've watched the cw show that was made for women look <laughs> that's what i'm saying <laughs> continue <laughs> so archie comics exists pretty much as like an unbroken line from like what like the late 40s until today yeah and they and DC only what 15 years ago decided they'd have a crack at the underage girl market. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is their first true attempt to to develop things specifically for girls. I'm gonna need to go. Um, we have to record. <laughs> we have to record. The I'm, gonna need, <laughs> I'm, gonna need, I'm gonna need to leave. That's I'm awful. Exit I, the chat, Miranda. <laughs> Drop an F in the chat. <laughs> this will be a single woman show for the remainder of this. I just, I, I just. No, it's infuriating. I texted Miranda because I started like looking into the publication of things yesterday, and I was where you're at now. <laughs> like, what? You're telling me that in the history, the long history of DC Comics, this is the first true attempt to try to market and sell to girl readers. And I say girl because it is like underage It's, it's underage. It's under 18. I, I mean, clearly women will be reading it. Tis I. Right. I love young adult. <laughs> young adult novels are so good. Oh my God. Is this what made this so easy to read? Maybe. Oh, maybe it's, uh, you know why? We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Okay. So we, okay. Minx was announced in November 2006 following several years of planning, several, I don't know how many that means, uh, Senior Vice President Karen Berger and group mm-hmm. editor Shelley Bond were supervising the imprint. Uh, they contract, DC contracts, alloy marketing and media to market the line's books with a budget of $125,000. Now, is that just the marketing budget? That's not like the the budget for the entire project to launch? It says marketing, yeah. So okay. it's 125000 to 250000 250000 Okay. Um, and the, su- the success of translated uh, manga and Persepolis 
is kind of the reason that it, like that helps motivate like this it helps really put it into fruition i um, i this is this is like learning the history of Shira all over again so who she the history of Shira. oh yeah do you know why Shira the television show exists not the new one like the original one no i don't i don't know anything Okay, so the creator of He-Man noticed that, like, little girls were watching the show and buying the toys. And so he was, like, he he wanted to introduce more, like, female characters, right? Yeah. Because he was, like, clearly they enjoy it. You know, I should I should be marketing to, like, I should be doing things aimed for them. And this, the people in charge, I don't remember if it was the toy company or if it was the studio, basically told him no they said no no no. this is a boy show it's for boys like if you want to make toys for girls make a girl show and so she-ra was the answer to that okay okay cool so yeah you know which is basically just he it's basically just he man but with boobs yeah and hearts lots of hearts i do like hearts (laughs) i do they do they get me every time yeah um yeah so you you know draw parallels so Okay, initial reaction was a little bit controversial because they pick minx and minx is like kind of a like sexualized term, but it's for I mean, yeah, girls. it's a it's a weird choice for something that is ostensibly aimed towards 15 year olds. Yeah. So, you know, not the best thing. Okay. How I, I long mean... do you think how long okay. do you think this lasted before it was shuttered? Well, um, I would hope that it was still existing but because you asked me that question i feel like it lasted eight months yeah a year it was founded in 2007 and it was defunct by 2008 okay out of curiosity what books did minx put out let's see what books did they put out you know i was actively reading comic books at this time i want to see if i read any of these graphic novels are released by minx and i want everyone to know that this is wikipedia Okay. The Plain Janes, plain P dot L dot A dot I dot N dot. I, I've heard of that. I've heard of that one. I never okay. read it. Regifters. What? Regifters. Clubbing. Yeah. Clubbing. Like oons, oons, or yes. like I've got a club. Uh, I think both. Okay. Could be both. Uh, Good as Lily. Never heard of it. Confessions of a Blabbermouth. Heard of that one. Kimmy sixty six. No. Burnout. Maybe. Water baby. What? Water baby. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. The New York Four. No. Jane in Love. Yes. Amico Superstar. I've seen the cover of that one. Okay. And Token. Well, that sounds awful. Well, I've read none of these, so I can't judge them. I. I, I mean, I, I, we can judge them, but like, I, you know, <laughs> I don't have any experience with any of these. So can I can I tell you what I think happened, and then you can tell me if I'm right or wrong? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, what I think happened is DC discovered that um, girls, in fact, do have eyes and can read pictures and words, put and put them together into like a, a cohesive narrative. Mm-hmm. And this was groundbreaking research at the time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> and so. They decided they were going to experiment. They were going to they were going to like leave some girl books out to see if it'll attract the wild girls, right? <laughs> you know, possibly like put a little box trap there. Mm-hmm. You know, see if they can draw them in as a demographic. Yeah, but clearly, like you know, 
like these 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 young females are not going to read the same things as boys all right so they took so like all of their existing like all of their existing media the sci-fis the westerns the crime ones the superheroes all of their existing material clearly that wouldn't do so they decided okay well what do girls like and then um they they went to like the justice store at the mall to do market research mm-hmm. so so that they could attract these girls right and then they were like oh okay clearly they like i don't know clearly clearly like this justice store at the mall is what girls like and so they wrote a bunch of stories that in essence were kind of slice of lifey kind of about like drop kind of like about girl drama you know they didn't really diversify a lot and then when they didn't actually attract most girls because like i'm going to tell you the secret to attracting like to i'm going to tell you like the secret to attracting the interest of like women and young girls like don't treat them like they're fucking morons mm-hmm. so because this didn't work and because like their little box trap didn't actually net any wild girls they were like, clearly, even though they can comprehend pictures and words storytelling, they are uninterested. And so they just immediately abandoned the venture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what oh. happened. So <laughs> that is what happened. Um, in essence, they released this. They do curate good talent. Like these people have continued to be successful in comic books. Um, right. So it's not, I don't know about the quality of the writing i haven't read it but these people have continued some of these so it gets it it starts mm-hmm. they release a few books they don't meet sales they right. decide dc's like we're not doing this obviously this isn't working but the contracted people still needed to publish so they just got moved over to like dc proper i think so they kind of get moved around um for example the one that wrote uh new york four uh, they were all canceled. Also, I would like to point out New York Forest sounds like a teeny bopper sex in the city. It does kind of look, it does sound like that <laughs> just based on the, <laughs> the title. Um, so they were canceled. So a few of them do get canceled. Uh, and, you know, the <laughs> creators are like, what the fuck? Like they spent time on that stuff. Right. Um, so some of because them. Because they were making something in good faith. Yeah. Some of them get picked up by other ones. So Ryan okay. Kelly and Brian Wood. The New York mm-hmm. Four People had a sequel published under Vertigo uh, entitled New York Five. It launched in 2011. In 2014, Dark Horse acquired several backlist titles by Wood, mm-hmm. originally published by Vertigo and Mix, as a part to push into the YN market, YA market, right. excuse me. Um, so these people do continue on. Okay. They do. And they have careers like the um, Mariko Tamaki, like she's she's in comics like she's still working i believe uh so they do get these things and it does seem to be like like it did seem to to be placed in like a good how do i like good spirit i guess (laughs) like okay we know this market exists Mm -hmm. like okay we know the market exists we kind of see this being done in other ways like manga right and like translated works so like how do we how do we recreate that they don't know how to recreate recreate it i don't think anyone has really done it in that time i just so they were I this was the era of twilight this was the era of twilight. like this is arguably this was arguably the era when so much media came out for teenage girls like there was so much stuff that came out targeted towards teenage girls and they couldn't crack the code no and i think they weren't given enough time 
Yeah, I mean, obviously Personally. they weren't. They they gave it a year. Most ventures take a long time to like so, take off like that. Right. Another thing. Um, so when it's talked about now, like uh, from a historic, from what we know now, <laughs> in the year twenty twenty three. Okay. Um, we see we like the things that I've seen written about Minx is like it was it was kind of ahead of its time. It shouldn't have been because the market's always been there, but it I was just, ahead it's of its so time. It's so frustrating it's- because it was ahead <laughs> of its time because it was an untapped market, not because it actually did anything revolutionary is what it sounds like. Uh, I don't know if they revolutionized anything, to be honest. They just kind of like laid down foundations for what we are seeing now. Yeah, so like 15 years ago, people are like, there's a market we need to be creating for these things. And they tried. Like, I'm going to go ahead and give them benefit of the doubt. The people that were working on this project wanted to be successful. You don't start trying to fail. Absolutely. Um, I fully believe that, like, the creatives were doing the best that they could. When it gets pulled, Mm -hmm. the the foundation is still there. So then what we end up seeing is, like, DC Inc. And um, that's fucking weird, too, though. I'll talk about it a little bit um, in a little bit. But, yeah, that's what happens with Minx. So there was, like, a push for it, but it doesn't go anywhere I think because it was it was cut short, honestly, and they didn't get a chance, like the room to grow. Right. Because like, I don't know how successful you're going to be <laughs> with a, a single issue. Yeah. Like, OK, three issues like you're not going to get you're not building a market like that either. Like, just yeah, and especially since it was like an underserved market, like yeah. they're, they're expecting the because I don't know how these things were marketed. I don't know where these books were sold, but if they were like comic book, comic books, like issue comic books. Well, then they probably would have been sold in a comic book shop, right? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, we've talked about this before, but like a lot of comic book shops, like even today, there's a lot of them that are not necessarily very welcoming environments for like fully adult women to go into. Yeah. I can't imagine like as like a 14 year old, like and especially like what, 17 years ago? Oh, yeah. I was like a kid. Like I was the market. (laughs) Yeah, like, who are they trying to market to? I didn't know any of these like things. And another thing, so okay, it gets shut down, right? Right. In like 2019, we see. I'm sure it happened before 2019 because it's not like they think and it happens. Yeah. Um, we start seeing like DC Inc. and DC Inc. is like the the YA portion of it again. Okay. Um, <laughs> so they're like, okay, okay, okay. We tried it. The market is still there. Let's try it again. And I do think like what they learned that first go around helped them buff themselves up for this next wave of things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to read a quote from Timothy Donahue, who writes for the CBR in um, 2020. Mm-hmm. He compared the failure of the mixed imprint with the success of the more recent DC Inc. imprint, which also targets the YA audience. Donahue stated, one of the biggest changes DC has made with DC Inc. titles, as opposed to the direction of Minx, is based on the current line around familiar DC superhero franchises. The authors behind DC Inc., while being, while typically being first-timers in comics, already have their own fan, base, fan bases through pre-existing young adult novels. This gives right. them a built-in brand, while also allowing newcomers to bring their writing styles and worldviews into comics. DC Inc. books have also been accessible in everyday stores, such as Walmart, Target, Barnes & Nobles, a benefit yeah. which most regular comic books do not have. On the mm-hmm. other hand, Minx titles struggled to be shelved in even dedicated bookstores as sellers didn't know where to place them amongst the comics or YA section. 
The current superhero and comic book movie boom had also not quite began when Minx titles were published. Well, I mean, I don't know if that's necessarily relevant because I'm going to be honest, like it, the Minx titles that you read that you read out to me do not sound like superhero books. Yeah, know? maybe the New York 4 one. But um, like if you yeah. if you got really excited by the idea of comic books from like watching Iron Man, I don't know if like the, the water baby is going to do it for you. <laughs> yeah. So um, I think, you know, they they t- they wrote it really well. So you, you get certain problems when they run Minx. They don't connect it to already built things. They're mm-hmm. not necessarily getting writers that write for a young adult. Right. And I don't know the careers of these other folks, I'm going to be honest. But I know Cami Garcia, like you said, you read her. Mm-hmm. And you, you said, um, oh, is that why it was so easy to read? I don't know, maybe suggest because it's like the middle school level to high school level. But right. I think it's really because she's a YA author and knows how to write differently from comic book writers. Yeah, no, Which absolutely does make more sense because <laughs> comic book reading is like it's so off the wall i don't know if there's even a standard like people do whatever they want and that's part of the beauty of it but it can be very confusing as mm-hmm. we have covered in some of our fucking episodes <laughs> yeah um well like it's it, it is like reading reading a superhero comic it's like reading any other genre of like they have their norms yeah. And because like they're established, you know, if you read enough of them, you start recognizing them. You don't need to be told that this is a norm anymore. Right. If you read enough, like I have a friend who doesn't read romances. I read a shit ton of romances like once, like once or twice a year, they'll read one and they will spend like, they'll text me questions like, yeah, no, that's a normal thing. Yeah. You know, because it's confusing to them because they don't read romances. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it is there are different styles of things and it also it, it makes a lot more sense that dc inc has been able to thrive by hiring writers that have like an established audience because that also that's helping to bridge the gap yeah between like if you don't if you don't read comic books but you do read like kemi garcia's like beautiful creature series then you're gonna get through that series you're gonna want to read more and then you're gonna see oh what's this and you're gonna give it a try yeah. Because like you're already familiar with the author, you already like how they tell stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, so Cami, <laughs> so this happens 2019, right? DC Inc. Right. Okay. 2020 is when they start releasing the novels. I believe. I mean, that or sounds kind of perfect. Like fall 2019, I think, <laughs> is when like they actually start publishing. Mm-hmm. Um, let me pull up the little the little chart. I just want to point out 2020 was like a great year to release media as long as it wasn't in a theater. True. <laughs> I was wrong. Let me uh, oh. <laughs> check myself. 2019, okay. February 2nd, 2019 is when they first start releasing um, books. Right. And the first title is Mara Tidebreaker. And it's okay. linked to, I'm going to guess Aquaman because yeah. she looks uh, like Mara a is uh, his wife. There you go. See, so there you go. So if you know Aquaman and you know that and you see that and you're like, oh, this is like cool. Now, Mm -hmm. it is important, I think, to remember, acknowledge, accept that these are like one shot stories. So this like these are encapsulated in the young young adult Mm -hmm. portion of it, but are not not, necessarily not necessarily not issues. Yeah. Yeah. So they're there and there's going to be a fan base and that will have like this origin story of raven but it is up to dc i think how much they take i don't really well i mean this version of raven is not adopted at all like it's this version of raven does not exist in like the the month-to-month comic books at all right but 
it is a good way, I think, like if say you watch like the the Titan show, because I noticed visual like aesthetically, she looks very similar to like the Titan show, right? Yes. You're watching the Titan show because it's very CW-esque. I know it's on HBO, but it's it's very CW. Yes. You know, you're all about that shit. And then you see like Raven or Beast Boy, like you see those comic books like at Target and you're going to start you might be like, oh, my gosh, it looks like the show that I love or it's that character. And then you read it and like, I want to read more. And then you either discover Cami Garcia's all the other books that are kind of look like they're linked mm-hmm. or you transition over to like the month to month books. Right. Are not similar at all, but are like the same character. Right. So with uh, Cami and uh, Gabriel, there's it's really cute. It's like what you want to happen as like a small creator, I would say. So. Mm-hmm. okay Mara comes out the writer Danielle Page who right. also is if you you know browse the young adult section at your local bookstore and or oh, library, Danielle Page she is a young adult writer yeah I've seen that fucking <laughs> that name around I haven't read anything but I see her I see you Danielle she <laughs> gets booked to write the to write one right can't right. be friends with her and she's like whoa that sounds oh. awesome that sounds like something. Yeah. Are you seeing it? Can you drop a few yep. title names, please? Uh, Dorothy must die. Boom. <laughs> like uh, stealing snow. Let's go. The Ravens. It's I've definitely seen these books. I haven't read yeah. any of them, but I've seen them. Yeah, exactly. So when you look at the the um, list, it's kind of like, oh, I think I've seen these people. Like I've seen these books at mm-hmm. like Barnes Nobles or your library or your local bookstore. Um, mm-hmm. So that happens right she's like wow that sounds like a lot of fun and but and remember beautiful creatures big deal it's not some little book new york yeah. time bestseller has been yeah. adapted she got has adapted a to a movie absolutely didn't watch it it looked weird but it was so weird i watched it on a plane because i didn't have <sighs> options yeah so i'm sure the books are a lot better i don't know uh, <laughs> mixed reviews i'm not covering that <laughs> it's very predestination very predestination okay. <laughs> so she's like wow that sounds interesting dc is mm-hmm. like you have a fan base well i'm making up dc i don't know i'm sure it was more organic and nicer than this but in my brain i'm just like big corporation money 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 oh i just assume that like most of the people in the dc offices look like the mad men just like chain smoking cigars <laughs> being like Lines how are you doing coke. like here you touch i hear you can write books real will swell for the little ladies yeah so it, I'm sure it was more organic than that. I'm poking fun. But okay. uh, they do, they, they're like, yeah, <laughs> we would love for that to happen. And she's kind of thinking, like, they're like, well, what about this? She's like, that's not really my vibe. Like, I don't think I could write for that. I think they wanted her to do, like, um, maybe Wonder Woman or something. And she's like, oh, I don't know if I could write Wonder Woman. <laughs> Is that why there's so many Wonder Woman references? Or Wonder Girl, maybe. But it's because Gabriel is, like, a nerd. Right. He loves the Teen Titans. Yeah. Like the show from, you know, the Cartoon Network show. Oh, for 2004? Teen Titans? Yeah, yeah. Ah, okay. And that's why it's so... Okay, so here we're back. We're back to the story. Okay, so <laughs> she is like, oh, well, Raven is something I feel comfortable writing, like her story. Makes sense. Beautiful Creatures is about a bunch of goth girls. There you go. But her inner goth is like, fuck, <laughs> yes, let's go. Her daughter, as she's... Like her daughter's also watching. I think she's watching Teen Titans Go because her okay. daughter. I don't know how old her daughter is, but she's watching that. So she's like, you know, it's like in her mind. It's like you know, part of her life. And then this happens, and she's like, I can write the Raven one. And mm-hmm. so okay, 
well, we got to find an artist. And she's like, okay. So they show a bunch of artists and she's like, damn. So I went on Pinterest and looked up Raven or something and Gabrielle Piccolo's images come up. Because if you look it up on Pinterest, all his artwork comes up because he was popular on Instagram <laughs> and like Tumblr, I think. I'm not sure about oh Tumblr. Oh my God. This is, if it was on Tumblr, then this is like the most teenage girl story you've ever told. It's so good. So he, his, his whole thing, I think he, he's from Brazil, Brazil, okay. Sao Paulo, Brazil. And he did like a challenge. It was like 365 days of drawing. And he okay. grew a really, a, a substantial following on Instagram primarily, uh-huh. I believe. And he, in an interview that I read, he really, really like likes the Teen Titans from the 2000s. Uh, okay. The DC, not the DC one, excuse me. Uh, what's it called? Cartoon Network ones. The Cartoon Network, okay. So that's his big, you can see it, I think. <laughs> but I also fucking love that one. <laughs> bow, 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 best Teen Who Titans. doesn't? It was great. Love it. New, ti- new Teen Titans couldn't have Raven without, without it. But mm-hmm. for me, that show, integral to my life. So he pulls a lot of like his references from that show, particularly, mm-hmm. and he he was already drawing like fan fiction. So he drew like uh, Robin and the Teen Titans. Hold like, on, are you have- telling me that this band is living the dream? Yes, that's exactly what I'm telling you. That is exactly what I'm telling her. She's man finds- transitioned from fan art to being paid. Yes, yes, so inspirational. So Cammy finds his work and he's like, she's like, that's exactly what I want. Mm -hmm. That's what I want. I want Raven because I'm writing an origin story. Because she was like, let's just do an origin story. Like, fuck it. These are one shots. Yeah. Um, I want her to look like a regular kid. I don't want her to have a cloak, like like the fucking bead on her face. Like, that's not actually (laughs) relatable. (laughs) Like that is not what what's gonna attract teenagers and young adult Mm -hmm. readers. So she finds his work and she's like, this is exactly like the vibe I want. Right. So she goes to DC. She's like, I like this, this on like Pinterest. Right. I, the most. I just, I imagine, thing. I imagine she like got on her printer. She printed off a bunch of images. She yes. had like, maybe like a little, like a binder. Yeah. She like slammed the door open on like this haze, this office hazed with smoke. <laughs> and it was like, get me this man. This is what I want. And she tells him, like, this is the style I want. And DC mm-hmm. says, that's cool. He's the only one that does that. DC drops an email. And Gabriel sees the email. Oh, that's my God. Spam. He thinks it's spam. Doesn't reply. Damn. I'm so sorry. You're going to have to edit that sound out. I'm DC. So no, you're absolutely fine. Be excited. Because this is, like, the dream. DC drops right? another email. And. This is spam. Deletes. Right. Why would you assume that like DC Comics is contacting you? Is reaching out with a contract. Like this <laughs> like, isn't how this isn't how creators are hired. Boom. One more time. DC is like Cammy. If he doesn't respond, we're gonna have to move forward with another artist. Like we cannot. I'm gonna come off. She's like, no, I no, mean, no. This is the this is the point when somebody should slide into his DMs. Do it again. Do it. Okay. <laughs> DC comes. Send. Gabriel looks at it. He's like, damn. He tells his friends, like, you think this is real? Because <laughs> like the third one. <laughs> he responds. He's also like, how the fuck do I respond to DC? Like, I could not believe it as like kind of like a small creator. He had a big yeah. following though. I think he had like a million followers, but still in no, the no, scream, you know. So he's like, what the fuck? Oh my God. So he responds 
they meet i don't think they actually met until after the book was published they did a lot of their meetings like technology well i mean if he lives in brazil and she does not live in brazil that's that's a bit of a hardship yeah she's from like the east coast i think she's in california now but that's neither here nor there so they hit it off she's like i've never done this he's like i've never done this let's just go (laughs) oh dc asked they commissioned the piece uh i don't think they paid him i think it was just like a like a test like can you draw <laughs> so, yeah and right they, they asked for his portfolio yeah and i think it's the justice i might be wrong they asked him to draw uh let me look it up because i don't want to fuck this one up let's see i think it's the big three it's um the trinity yes so they asked okay. him to draw them in his style and right. that's never been released from my knowledge it's never been released if you guys have different <laughs> knowledge let me know i will retract it and post it on instagram <laughs> so it gets drawn no mm-hmm. one ever releases it but they're like yeah that's the guy okay that's that's our guy they get contracted for three books so we get raven or four mm-hmm. books raven beast boy Oi. raven loves beast boy and robin robin has the robin out. one yes robin will be coming out this With robin spring. it's probably dick grayson it's probably Dick Grayson. I don't have to. I'm sorry. But it will you just dangle out. the carrot in front of me. <laughs> I did. I'm sorry. But I thought I was like, I have to tell my red eye. <laughs> I know. That's probably going to be really cute. I like it. Cammy also wrote for the show, for the Harley Quinn show. What? Uh-huh. The Which D- episode? The HBO one. I think it's like second season. Okay. Uh, So we didn't watch it. But yeah, so cool. So fucking cool. I don't know. The dream. I love this story because I was following him. <laughs> I follow him on Instagram, right? Because I love, I did one of his Skillshare like videos. I was like, how the fuck do you draw? Because I like it. So um, I was following it. So I was like living this real time. So all of a sudden he announced like, I'm going to be publishing with like Raven. And this is after him like doing a bunch of fan art. And I was like, oh my God, it's possible. That's amazing. Woo. Woo. And he's not even from like the United States. That's amazing. Right? so fucking cool that is my favorite story it's my favorite story i just love it it's so good because he's mm-hmm. such a dweeb it's literally like if they like contacted us and we're like hey do you guys want to be consultants like yeah <laughs> yeah that Fuck is yeah nuts. i would lose my not mind <laughs> so yeah and it's really cute like when you if you read when you read interviews the interview that i read was from um who did it who done it mm-hmm. the beat comic comics culture um by megan fabry and it was published in 2019 and this okay. like uh interview is so cute because <laughs> cammy's like yeah like i was so excited and i found gabriel and we just work really well together like we both don't know really we both didn't know what we were doing but we knew we wanted to, to do a good job so right. i would just like write things up and he would it's like initially he was really shy like like okay well what about instead of doing it like this we could do it like this Mm-hmm. And then, like, as he gained more confidence as, like, in what he was doing, he would just change things. Like, that panel didn't really work. It's better here. So he, like, really grew into his own as, like, a comic panelist and artist. Ah, I love it for him. So good. That's so awesome. wholesome. But they're really cute. I love them. Anyway, that's the backstory of Raven and why I painted it because I am a fan. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you can notice, like, it, it's not, like, so superhero-y. It's kind of like, yes, they have superheroes. And that's kind of what they wanted to do. Like, yeah, they're superheroes, mm-hmm. but we're actually dealing with, yes, there's a demon. But also we're dealing with, like, trauma and grief and, like, trying to find oneself, like, in high school. Because they're 17. Most of them are 17. Uh, right. So, yeah, that's I. That's there crazy. are no words for how excited I am for the Robin one. <laughs> I, are you looking it up? <laughs> 
<laughs> I I am yes. Yes. There are, uh, yes, please look it up. They're so so cute. I don't no, I'm not gonna do it because it never works. Every time I try doing that, it never works. But if you look up Piccolo Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god, that's Damien Wayne. Oh, is it gonna be Damien? I'm I'm looking it up. Yes. I am it comes out March 7th in like a month. Yeah, it comes out. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. I thought I was like Miranda would be so hype. I'm <laughs> she's gonna pretty read it. sure that's also Tim on there. Hold on. Is it both of them? Okay, where's where's the book? Where's the description? Okay. All right. Raven Roth, Garfield Logan, Maxine Navarro, and Damian Wayne are on the run from Slade Wilson from Hive and from the horrible experiments Hive conducted at their expense. But where will they go? Who will they trust? Dick Grayson just wants to know what happened to his brother Damien. It, no, it's not Tim. Okay, it's it's Dick. Okay. Is Damien okay? Does he need help? Why hasn't he been in contact? And why did his tracking device go silent? <laughs> one thing is for sure. They all need answers. There's only one person who'll be able to help them defeat Hive for good. <laughs> oh my god, it looks so cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it hits. They do this like couple, this couple of creators do a really good job of like hitting the nostalgia. Mm-hmm. and then making it work in the real world yeah so it's awesome i'm really happy that they have this opportunity to continue and that they've they've done so many of the books i have not read beast boy and uh beast oh it's beast boy loves raven i haven't read those yet because I, I don't know i'm just like uh i want to like <laughs> elongate like i want to not read them yet i want to be able to read them when i need like comfort you know <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah also little asterisk the super superman Beats the Clan was that the title of the book we read? Superman smashes the Clan. Yes, that also came out of DC Inc. I mean, that makes sense. That yeah, one was definitely clearly. like for <laughs> much younger kids. Yes. So to kind of like finish up the DC Inc. Minx situation. Now I don't know what exactly happened. I couldn't. I didn't find a whole lot of um, information on it. But basically, DC Inc. kind of gets rebranded, and they just changed. <laughs> I think they changed the name so it's more. It's more accessible to like librarians because they're not going to look, they're not going to be looking up at the history. So yeah, it's called like no, DC like... Young Adult and like DC Early Reader or something like that. DC Early Reader. That's not right. I made it up. <laughs> I... So yeah, initially yeah. it was DC Zoom for middle grade and then middle school and mm-hmm. DC Inc. was the young adult one. And then, oh, I had the thing and I lost it. I think I left. I got too excited looking up. I got too excited. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. So DC graphic novels for young adult is one of them. And the other one is probably like DC graphic novels for early readers. Mm-hmm. I'm making that up, but I think that's what it is. So they just make it easier. Cause again, I think it clicked somewhere along the line that like, because there's also a quote in here that's like due to like teachers and librarians, like we're seeing, let me read, let me read it because at first I was like this is shady but then I thought I was like maybe it's not shady and I'm just like being ridiculous because I'm not in the headspace Ryzen wrote that quote the shift was a result of decisions made by librarians teachers kid books publishers and people born right after the year 2000 abruptly the most important sector of the world of sequential art has become graphic novels for younger people but I don't think it's shady I think what they're trying to say is like periodicals don't really work so they made volumes of things yeah, no, no, that that makes sense. It's and it's like, because who's actually giving kids books? Teachers, <laughs> librarians, scholastic, yeah. you know? Yeah, no, 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 I know what you mean. So that does that does make sense. Uh, I know as someone who was a comic book fan in middle school and high school, I read like every single graphic novel that they both had. And it was like half a shelf. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a lot. 
And yeah. I think like Miranda and I had a conversation when I was uh, like a young adult, like actually in the age group, mm-hmm. I used to go to our local library and they had like an area called teen zone. And yes. it was literally like two fucking shelves. <laughs> Um, yeah and uh, like ha- not even half like maybe half a shelf yeah worth of like these like graphic novels and the rest of it was like manga so uh-huh. I read a lot of manga as like a kid um because that's what was available <laughs> they didn't have comic books for young adults so I'm really excited that it's happening and it's like seeing success and yeah yeah I'm appreciative that you know DC took that dive again but yeah <laughs> nice Let's talk about Teen Titans Raven. So this is, uh, like I said, an origin story of, excuse me, of Raven in this one shot situation. So we learn that she is adopted. She's about to be adopted. She's in the foster care system, but her her foster mother's had has yeah she's been a long-term placement. Like she's been a long-term placement to her foster mother, who was about to sign the paperwork to become like her adoptive mother. Yeah. Unfortunately, they are in an accident and the foster mother um, passes away. Raven is hurt. She suffers like amnesia. So she doesn't remember a lot. Like she doesn't remember. Basically, as the reader, we understand she doesn't remember her powers. Yeah. And she gets adopted into, well, she's not adopted, but she gets like placed with her, essentially what would be her aunt. So her, I'm gonna call her her mom, her mom's sister. Yeah. Um, and I her, mean, they spend the entire book referring to her as her mother. Yeah. And her daughter, Max. And so Max <laughs> is like, so lovable. She's the, she's like the best friend. She's a sister, right? She's a cousin. Yeah. I will say, I don't think that's how that stuff works. I think if your foster mother dies, you kind of get placed back into foster care. Uh, and unless the right. aunt has a license, I don't think they would replace you. But in the term for fiction, it works. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. Like, it's, I forget. It's it. really complicated. <laughs> it's a really complicated system. It is. It's complicated. The laws involved. State law is different mm-hmm. in every state. So, you know, yeah. Talk to your local lawyers, your family lawyers to see what can be done. Right. if You know, something like this. Well, I wonder if maybe she had like a permanent guardianship of her. Because I think like a permanent guardianship legally works a lot like adoption, only unlike adoption, the the child still has like a legal right to their biological family. Mm, maybe. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I'm not a, I, I'm not an expert on this. I don't know. Same. Same. <laughs> I didn't work for CPS. I hope I never mm-hmm. do. It's a really difficult job. If you do, shout out to y'all. Right. Um, she's now living with the aunt and her cousin. So. Mm-hmm. She is just struggling. Like, honestly, she's, like, trying to maintain it. She's trying to be okay. She's trying to... Oh, this is also based in Atlanta. Sorry, everyone. Yeah. No, that's... I think, like, it starts off in Atlanta, and then they move to New Orleans, because they... Okay, so one of the things that they establish... (laughs) They establish this is an origin story for her. It opens up with the prologue where, like, her and her uh, mom, like, foster mother are in an accident. Foster mother dies. And then she is being placed, in essence, with her estranged aunt. Yes. And so um, they talk about how, like, the sisters were very close. And so, like, Raven and Max had a relationship when they were very young children. Mm-hmm. And then there was a falling out of some kind. And then that's when, basically, like, um, Vivian, who is Raven's mom, kind of cut contact with her sister. Yes. And so that's... They, like I said, long-term, it's a, Raven's been a long-term placement with her since she was a baby. 
Um, she had an existing relationship with both of her aunt and her cousin. She just doesn't remember it because of the amnesia thing. Yes. Thank you. You're so good at like summarizing things. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah. So we see her start her new school. They are in New Orleans mm-hmm. um, and she's attending school with Max and Max is like there to help her get through it. Um, yeah. She walks into the school and she realizes she can like read everyone's. She doesn't real read their thoughts, but she feels their emotions. She gets because- auras. Yeah, because she is a, what is she, Miranda? An empath. She's an empath, Alayda. You wouldn't understand. I laughed so far at your text. <sighs> Shane Dawson. <sighs> Shane Dawson has ruined that word. Yeah, it's okay. Well, she's a, she is an empath, but we don't yes. know that yet. She's just kind of like struggling. Like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> like, I can't. She's going to start producing some long form documentaries about Jeffree Star. Ugh. I hope not. <laughs> so we start. We get a lot of establishing like shots. She's at. She's at her school. She's struggling because she's like feeling the auras. Like she's feeling everything. Mm-hmm. Um, she is wearing yeah. the gem. Like it's not on her on her forehead anymore. She's wearing it as a. It's necklace. been updated as a necklace, which makes yes. you know more sense. More sense in <laughs> the context of like YA. Yeah, she does have like I guess kind of like intrusive thoughts like she has thoughts that are like kind of mean (laughs) but it's because look i can't just fight it a thought whatever if it stays in your head fine there's like this bully she's clearly the bully raven thinks i she i hope she trips because she's being mean i hope she trips i hope she chokes i hope she chokes again yeah (laughs) it's a lot and she makes it happen she just doesn't like obviously like if that happens you're like oh my god what a coincidence that's crazy (laughs) Like Raven's the little omen child for like the first 40 pages of this book. Yes. Um, we also get introduced to Tommy Torres, mm-hmm. the little the little love story that will not be, but he gets introduced, he's cute, he like takes interest in Raven. We also get some really cool scenes of of um Raven and like her Raven, like the actual bird <laughs> shadow thing. Yeah, herself. So cool. Yep. So it's basically like she has no memory. And so she goes from what we assume, like she already knows her demonic heritage. She already knows she's an, she already knows she's an empath. She already has all that information and then she loses it. And so this is her like rediscovering it. Mm -hmm. But obviously if you don't like, if you think that you're just like a normal ass person and then all of a sudden, like you've got weird things happening you're like oh my god that person's sad or oh my gosh i hope there isn't i hope mrs murphy forgets the test today like it's just it's very weird and she's kind of waking out about it yeah because she knows that like that this is not like normal for like baseline humans yeah baseline <laughs> humans. this is like the sock it's not normal for the sock human <laughs> she's got like the she's souped up she's got the mods yeah <laughs> the body kit <laughs> so she's kind of going through it um mm-hmm. max is kind of being helpful like she's you know max is just like uh i can't really be that helpful but I can max be is being so supportive she is like max uh max who is supposed to be like about 17 18 the same age as raven yes. has taken it upon herself she has been reading up on like amnesia yep. she has been like, she is going out of her way to make sure that, like, Raven has the tools that she needs to survive, like, in this new life. 
you know, when she notices that Raven appears to have like, what is a sound sensitivity? Yeah. She just pops up immediately with the noise canceling headphones. Yep. Like Max is doing all the work here. She is. She's really like the support system. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. What I was trying to say is like, she's trying to be there for Raven, but Raven's like kind of pushing people. She's not pushing people. She's just kind of like, oh my God, what's happening? And Max yeah. is giving her all the space that she needs, mm-hmm. which is very supportive and nice. Um, we do get this cute panel Miranda sent me a picture of. It's a character wearing a Wonder Woman shirt. Um, and it's a little like, hey, a little nod. It's just it's specifically a disabled character yeah. wearing a Wonder Woman shirt. And I just have like, I had a moment where I was like, this is it. This is what comic books are about. <laughs> yes, it's good. They do. I They do a lot of, they lay a lot of good foundations within the series. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they're kind of get through it. Let's see what happens. Once again, she gets someone to choke. <laughs> yeah she does it multiple times it's it's like kind of unacceptable how many times she gets this one pop mean girl to choke oh but it it does i don't know it makes me laugh i guess because she doesn't die nothing happens (laughs) yeah yeah she doesn't kill her okay so we see as she's dealing with all that stuff we see tommy torres and he's like putting down the move he's like Mm -hmm. you don't know what candy you like that's fine we'll figure it out together blah blah blah. it's very cute (laughs) until it's not it is very cute because yes it's i like i would say that there's sort of two main struggles there's like within this book so like the first half of this book is really devoted to raven struggling with who am i you know who did i used to be and then like kind of the emotional climax in the middle is her accepting like it's okay that i don't necessarily know who i used to be i can figure out who i am going forward Mm -hmm. so that's like the middle of the book and then like the second one is oh my oh my shit i've got demon powers yes like, yeah <laughs> so is... right now we're in the middle of like her tr- struggling to figure out who is she yeah and then after school when all the shenanigans happen mm-hmm. <laughs> max is like we also we get like a little bit of max's story so she also has something going on Miranda says yeah. she's queer <laughs> um i swear she... i swear the way she is re- okay so Max has like a best has a male best friend who's been yes. trying to ask her out for like a years apparently and she keeps putting him off which that is her prerogative no you know when is owed dating you mm-hmm. but i swear that it is because like she's into girls or maybe she's not into anybody who knows you know i hope that they continue on with this character uh, but they invented that <laughs> well character. she's at least she is at least in the robin book <laughs> hey yes reoccurring love it they create they created that character which i mm-hmm. thought was really cool she doesn't exist anywhere else <laughs> dc yeah no i mean it, it kind of shows there's a lot of like love that's given over to max's character that like w- it yeah. would be kind of unusual in i would say like Ma- like mainstream com uh, no it's like it would be unusual like if this was like max isn't the main character but the amount of like love that this book gives her kind of it, it is something that you normally see for like a main character in like a, a YA like graphic novel. Okay. Like normally friend characters, they're great support systems. There's like little details given to them. But honestly, with like the way that YA books work, there's the main character and that is the main bitch and everyone else is the side bitch. True, true, true. Uh, and, well, I, yeah, I'm grateful. I think it it does, the book is better for it. Yes. Because they're not so um she's not flat and i think that's helpful yes okay so they go to Tallulah saint house 
No, Tallulah Saints House of Spirit. Get a tarot reading. Yeah. It basically, Raven just gets a bad reading. Yeah, she does. <laughs> she, it's all like, it's like, um, <laughs> you know, I see storms. Don't go on long journeys. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So they go through that. She's like, whatever. These are just cards. Boohoo. Yeah. The cards are right. They know. But- this is also where we learn because while she's in the voodoo shop, she doesn't sense anybody's thoughts or emotions. And so like the world is quiet. And so she's like, well, what is this? And she's like, we got a force field. It's like, what do you mean you got a force field? People don't just have force fields. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then Max teaches her basically how to do basic shielding. Yeah. So now we've solved the problem of, you know, she's constantly surrounded by chatter. Yeah. So. And she has to say the, like the, the, the shield every day. So you yeah. make it stronger. Yeah. So, you know, they're all cute. Mm-hmm. Love it. You know, we see Slade Wilson. Slade! Ugh, Big Mac so. Daddy fucking Slade is in this. And I <laughs> forgot because I read this like in 2020 and I hadn't read since. And I was like, oh my God, Slade. <laughs> he does do a public service. We see a domestic violent situation going on. And yeah. he puts that guy in a headlock. Gets Dude, him. He just like drive bys it. Like he's just walking down the street and then like grabs this guy and drags him. <laughs> Love it. I'm here for it. Who calls him? Adeline. Hell yeah. Main bitch in charge. Let's go. We oh, I stand. Love we love her. Um, yes. She says just as charming as the day I divorced you. That's right. You divorced his ass. She did. She did. And she divorced him with a handgun. All right. Uh, love her. Love her. <laughs> <Tore> um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sorry. All basically, right. basically, we find out that like um, we're laying the groundwork for what I assume is like the overarching story between all four books. Yeah. That they've written where, mm-hmm. um, you know, she is she works with a government agency and she's paying Slade to get the deets on weird teenagers. Yes. <laughs> Love it. So they, um, we see a lot of like homage to her mom. There's an altar that they make. Um, yeah, because um, it's a, this is a family that practices uh, Vudan. Yeah. And so they, you know, we get a little bit of a, of a look into that culture, mm-hmm. which I will say Cami is not a practicing person of Vudan. Is that how you say it? I don't know how to say it. I think so. But she has like friends, like she consulted with a friend who does practice i believe that's what i read Mm -hmm. so there's you know i don't think it's it's not because i read it and i was like i don't know how i feel about it but then i read like an interview and i was like okay i don't feel bad about it (laughs) like i feel okay about it um so okay so boop 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 we see a little more turmoil she starts texting tommy yeah because max is like don't act like you don't want to talk to him so she gets the phone number to tommy Mm -hmm. so they start texting and they start being all cute but yeah. we see her like, no, internal struggle. But also, yes, he's so cute. And I am here for that. Yeah. <laughs> I love that they're exploring their feelings. Love it. Mm-hmm. We see um, Vivian's sister visit the cemetery and she's going to go consult with the, they, um, they call them Loas, I guess, in that religion. But yeah, spirits. they're uh, spirits. Yeah. So she's asking for assistance from the ancestors. She's trying to figure out like what is going on. like. I just, I need help and support uh, with this darkness. And yeah. we we skipped over it, but we do see that Trigon is like the, the main conflict in this. Yeah, the big Trigon guy. is like her, is her intrusive thought. Yeah, <laughs> he's the one that's like, fuck that kid up. 
fucking right? kill her. She's a bitch. Right. And then that's how she gets them to choke. <laughs> I, I just I just imagine like Trigon, uh, spoiler alert, I guess, for this book. Um, Trigon's been trapped in a gem for like 17 years. Like he's yeah. been stuck inside a gem, which was put inside a box, which she's now wearing. It's been right, inside so a is... box and we put it inside a dip and did it. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> and then it was inside an egg, inside a chicken. And <laughs> but and he's mad. <laughs> he's pissed. But this is also like his first time outside the box in 17 years. And so I like to imagine that that's why he's so petty is that this is his first entertainment in years. And so he's just going full on Gossip Girl yes. with like these these teenage dramas. It's being so funny. Like, being like, oh no, she didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I love that take. <laughs> it's really good. Uh, he becomes like the anti-bully spokesperson. <laughs> yeah. Um. So <laughs> we see that raven had a dream and the dream is what we read about she's mm-hmm. having like astral projections basically max tells her mom her mom was yeah. like that's not a dream i definitely was out here in the cemetery talking to people and there was a crow <laughs> so we learned that she like astral projects and i she either takes the form of a crow or the crow is how she sees yeah. what's like game of thrones that happens in game of thrones <laughs> <laughs> the three-eyed raven yeah um She's been lugging around this Dracula book because she has it and it's highlighted. And she's like, I don't understand why I highlighted all this stuff. And her aunt is like, that's your mom's book. (laughs) She's like, oh. (laughs) Yeah. This is kind of like when we come to the point where like Raven decides like, it's not about remembering who I used to be. It's about accepting who I am. Yes. You know, but also I just want to point out that like Dracula would be such a weird like it's not a weird book to be your favorite that's fine but it's such a weird book to like highlight because but- um do you know how dracula is <laughs> written no it's an epistolary book okay. so it's all it, it's told in thing it's told in like letters and train stubs and receipts and like brochures like it, it's told through like quote unquote found the story is told through like quote unquote found media oh okay like <laughs> interesting yeah so it, it's just it's just it's a weird book to to like have highlighted it. and to look for meaningful quotes in. I don't know. It's probably Cammy's favorite book and they should like self-insert there a little bit. Um, Maybe. <laughs> so she's there, whatever. The book is there. Um, yeah. And then, excuse me, we start learning a little bit more about Max. She takes the long way to go do something with them because she doesn't want to walk by the cemetery. Mm-hmm. We as the readers don't know yet why. Yep. Um, we know that she's the reason she keeps such a distance from her friend Iman. She's got secrets. Dark, tormenting secrets. Yes. <sighs> this fucking panel where they're, everything is green. I'm sorry. Yeah. This cute ass panel. Get the fuck out of here. Gabriel, you know what you're doing. <laughs> she falls into like Tommy's arms. Yeah. It's adorable. We see, I also would like to take a moment to talk about the representation that happens in this book that I Mm. really appreciate how they did it because it wasn't like, hey, you guys always want gay characters. Look, we did it. Get over it. It's not like that. We have like someone who looks to be like a practicing Muslim. Mm -hmm. We have disabled characters. We have queer characters. And it's not like, it's just, it's, that's what you see in the world. That's it, period. And that's how yeah. it's presented. And I commend them for it, truly. Yep. Um, yeah. 
So, who knows what happens? Okay. The prom is gonna happen. Of course, there's a fucking prom at the high school and it's the senior prom. Oh and Tommy, Tommy wants to ask Raven, I believe they want to go together. Basically, that's why this is a pairing. Tommy and Raven. Yep. Iman and Max. Max is like, I can't go with you. Uh, mm-hmm. We get these two. Ooh, I hit the mic. These and two. Lucy and Lola, who are also their friends, but are not given, like, that are not given nearly as much screen time. No, but I hope they get more in, like, the future books. Um, right. Yeah. So they're there. They ha- they do take, like, a little stand. There is, like, a, they ask, one, there's, like, one homophobic friend, one homophobic person that we see, and she's trying to give, like, Lucy or Lola, I don't know which one, who, who's who, the Okay, flower. so the way that the school is, the school's decided they don't do promposals, which, fair, it's exhausting, yeah. but the way that they do it is, um, it, they basically kind of do a Sadie Hawkins system where they have like Rose Grams and that's how you ask someone to prom. But like it, it was decided that like, it's instead of like the boys asking the girls to prom, it's the girls. And so the girls send a flower gram to the boy to ask them to prom. And that's how they do it. Yes. Right. And so it's a big upset because like the person on the student council who's delivering these roses is like going to give one to Lucy and she's being like, oh man, someone wasn't following the rules. It's supposed to be the girl sending it to the boys. And she's like, well, did you send it to someone? And Lucy's like, no, I didn't send anyone a rose. And then she's like, well, this is just super weird. Like I, sh- I should probably keep this until we can sort this out. And then Lola stands up and is like, because it's not from a boy, you idiots. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And she calls her a homophobe. Let's go. Yeah. So this, this, this student council rep is being so weird about this flower. It's a dollar rose, Alayda. It does not matter. It, it does not matter. You're right. <laughs> does, she's too invested. That's mm-hmm. when Stu goes your entire life. It's not normal. Find other hobbies. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah. So Raven and Tommy are going to go to the prom. Lucy and Lola are going to go to the prom. Uh, Max is dark and tortured, so she's originally not going to go to a prom, but then she gets, gets like a premonition that like shit's going to go down at the prom. And so she like walks up to Iman and is like, you're taking me to the prom. Yes. And he's like, sweet. Finger guns. <laughs> That's all I wanted. Did you don't care how it happens. As long yeah. As I'm there, let's <laughs> Another go. win for the Iman. Yes. <laughs> um. So... Her aunt goes to the family gravesite again, and she's again consulting with the ancestors. Oh, she's consulting with her sister this time. With her sister, yes. Thank you. This time, she's like straight up being like, listen, I know we haven't talked in a while, but I need to know what is going down with your freaky daughter. All right? Like, it's my job now to get her to adulthood, and I don't know if I can do that because there's weird things happening. Yes. (laughs) She gets told, don't let her get too emotional. And she's like, what the fuck? She's 17. Right. She's all emotion and hormones. That's not helpful. Very sibling. Love it. Yes. We see Trigon. He's like, it's almost time. <laughs> it was like an evil genie. Right. Uh, <laughs> Raven's like, oh, it's just a nightmare. It's not a big deal. It's fine. Just keep ignoring your problems. If you push it down yep. deep enough, nobody's going to know. I will never deal with it. Nobody will know. <laughs> How um, are they going to know? No one would know. So, um, they go shopping prom night comes they're having a good time um iman or not iman uh tommy is like what if we went to a secondary location girls don't go to secondary locations that's how you get murdered yes so (laughs) you know (laughs) uh they make out 
they make out and then for whatever reason like Slade shows up like why is he haunting like this high school prom um because he's Slade well that's how he got divorced that's how he got (laughs) (laughs) stop being a weirdo right i feel like i could have waited but maybe i couldn't have because trigon's like i'm gonna show up (laughs) also poor timing it has to be the prom come on i mean your best timing this does happen quite a bit in young adult right it's always the prom which i just want to point out prom is like 60 dollars prom yeah (laughs) like prom tickets are like 60 dollars yes you gotta buy the dress you gotta buy the flowers you gotta arrange transportation and dinner and all of that like it's a really expensive night when you're a teenager and then always in young adult movies and books and shows, people have to have their big moment during the prom. Like, if I was just a prom goer, I'd be pissed. <laughs> I would destroy. be pissed. If someone destroyed the prom, it happens all the time. <laughs> yes, I would be Stuko. so angry. I would be Stuko. like, God damn it, Sabrina. First of all, Sabrina. Hate you. Take the shit out of the school site. <laughs> How is this the only place that this happens in? Second of all, Stuko president you're a homophobe and you took my money give me my money back right be a better person goodbye <laughs> i'm gonna go fucking party somewhere else adios so slade shows up we learned that tommy and slade are related i believe like he's like they're his not, uncle they're not really related tommy just says that they're related oh um, okay so i believe him no <laughs> tommy works for slade um basically like as part of like keeping an eye on the weird teenagers that Slade's ex-wife wants him to collect and then that's why like that's why Slade is like pissed at him because he's like oh my god I find you macking on the target what is wrong with you what happened to professional distance yes (laughs) and then Tommy's like you don't understand we're in love and Slade is like (sighs) don't be a little bitch yes basically and basically. he tells him like i get it you feel bad but you're it's too late it's too mm-hmm. late you're already a piece of shit <laughs> so continue with the mission he leaves worst timing he leaves raven hears everything she becomes emotional <laughs> because yeah. she's been betrayed which i i from what she overheard i would not have i don't think i could have confidently put the pieces together that i was betrayed uh <laughs> Like, I don't think I could. I'm like, what is this weird thing that I just saw? Hmm. Right. Let me ignore it. <laughs> Why is your uncle at the high school? Right. A trip. But Raven apparently is a better detective than me. She puts it together. She's upset. And then Trigon uses her teenage heartbreak and angst to break through. Yeah. We do see a flashback um, of her mom keeping, like, her birth mom keeping her safe from trigon because trigon's like that's my baby that's no that's her adopted mom no we do see we see her birth mom yeah basically giving her up to the priest and then the priest arranges the placement with her foster mom and then it's her foster mom that we see trapping trigon in the gym yeah yes but i'm a little confused then the panel i do just need clarity on this one so so we Mm -hmm. see a a woman and she says you can't have her and then trigon like blinks someone that's her birth mom and then the baby, and then yeah, then we cut to the the mm-hmm. pastor. Okay, cool. Just make sure I'm on the right page. Yes, and then the foster mom is the one that's Raven like, is in essence the victim of a custody battle. <laughs> yeah, she is <laughs> interdimensional custody battle. Mm-hmm. She he wants her for evil. Um, sure. but yeah, so the mom uh, traps him in the gym. We see flashes of like Raven's like childhood. She's not allowed to be emotional because it will release Trigon. Yeah. It, yeah. Basically. Um, 
So she gets emotional and releases her. <laughs> yep. Which I mean, I guess I guess it's a good thing she lost her memory like when her mom died, because otherwise that would have been a whole basket of emotions. In the hospital, that would have been so bad. <laughs> so bad. Yeah. Tommy, so- meanwhile, is seeing like a demon just appear, like a six-eyed demon appear in the middle of prom. And is like, I don't know what to do with this. That's terrifying. This guy is yoked. Also, he's so strong. Um, yeah. And then her aunt shows up and her cousin shows up. And that's when we find out that the aunt is a Voodoo white priestess and her cousin is Soulstorm. And she avoids the cemetery because she call on the spirits. Because mm-hmm. a ghost will follow her home. Dun, dun, dun. All the ghosts. It's not a ghost. All of them will follow her home. Yep. She's not careful. It's a very cool uh, two-page panel. It's very neat. Uh, yeah. We see the ghosts. They do a circle. It's a lot of ghosts. They they do a handhold circle outside of yeah. the... Yeah. Well, they call like the... Um, they call all the female ancestors of like the Navarro family. A lot of them. Right. And this family has only had girls for like the past 120 years. Yeah. I'm here for it. Girl power. So they, you know, use their ancestors. They're trying to seal them away. Trigon's like, no. And then Raven is like, I don't know, floating Floating. in the air. (laughs) Yeah. She's she's being used like a little battery. So like Trigon is draining power from her in order to exist and to fight off like all of the the voodoo magic around him. But she's not really an active participant but it's assumed that she's kind of a passive participant in terms of she's powering him yeah um the ghost of her mom pops up and is like you got this fight him yep and then she snaps out of it and is like you're not my real dad (laughs) and throws the gem recaptures him Mm -hmm. holds where's the gem Mm -hmm. um and then the mom's like i don't know that's a good idea and she's like well let's save his place Right? Until I can figure out how to destroy him. Yeah. And And then then, Tommy, who apparently was just like watching this the whole time, was just standing there useless. Yeah. And she, (laughs) this part is funny because she's like, stay away from me. I overheard you talking to your uncle. I heard everything. And he's like, he's not my uncle, which apparently I missed. And she's like, of course he is it. (laughs) She had put all the dogs together. So yeah, that, you know, they end it. She can't be with him. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. We really do brush over the fact that, like, this organization is is using, like, a child soldier, in essence. Yes, we like, do. Like, we're really brushing over that, but <sighs> whatever. It's Raven's story. Her and Max go home. Max has, like, her moment of, like, well, this is why I, like, I can't date Iman. is because I'm tortured. Because so of the tortured. souls. So bad. Yeah. Ooh. And Raven is, like, I need to go on a journey of discovery in order to figure out how to destroy my demon daddy. They do yada yada over it because the aunt is like, you're like a minor. She's like, I'm going to be 18 in a couple months. Also, people leave right after high school anyway, so it's not a big deal. I was like, oh, right. I mean, I don't know if I agree with that, but it's okay. <laughs> I like the book yeah. enough to ignore it. <laughs> exactly. That happens. And then Max talks to her mom and she's like, well, she's going to go anyway. So I should go with her to keep her safe. And so that's kind of like, that's the conditional agreement for allowing Raven to go on this journey. And then Max doesn't go on the journey with her. Yes, that was weird. <laughs> that was weird. So I was so in my head, I'm like, okay, so Raven's going on her journey. And then Max just ran away from home. Max just lied to her mom in order to be able to run away from home. Yes. Yes, that's what happened. 
Teens will be teening. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's it. And then I don't know if in the app, because I have a physical copy and physical copy, they have like a little teaser of the Beast Boy one. Oh, yeah, I see that that too. Okay, so that was cute. Um, But yeah, that's the book. It's a pretty quick, it's, I think it's easy to read because uh, Cammie's like an author. (laughs) So she knows how to write like A, B, C, conclusion. (laughs) very nice and it's not bogged down with a whole lot of like explanations we know who trigon is she actually made a point to keep him in the in this retelling of it uh because she was familiar with it and dc's like well you don't have to use him she's like it's kind of hard yeah they're like okay whatever (laughs) they let her do um but yeah that's raven miranda would you recommend this book Absolutely. I enjoyed it. I think it is great for like, I think it's a great book for like, teenage girls to read. I think it's a great book for teenage boys to read. I don't know if they'd have as much interest. But yeah, you know, like, I think it's a really fun book. And it is. It's very YA feeling. Yes. So like, <laughs> it's a good transition book for someone who maybe wants to try comics, but doesn't know if they want to like dive straight in. Right. I would have ate these up when I was 18. Oh, absolutely. All of them. I would have all of them on on deck and then like buy all the other DC graphic young adult novel selections as well. Um, Right. I'm debating buying Superman Smashes the Clan. I was like, I think I saw a listing for it and I was like, I could buy it and then donate it to my workplace library. That's true. You could do it. Or you can encourage. Do you, is all your stuff based on donation or do they buy books? Um. I think they have the option to buy books, but we don't, Often it's a do. hard sell. It's a hard sell because our kids don't really read. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know? Mm. So like, it's, it's hard to justify it when it's not something that like they're interested in with, in with the books we already have. I see. Okay. Well, yeah, then maybe buy and donate it. Um, yeah. I would also recommend it. Clearly I recommended it. <laughs> I've been wanting to do this book and it was like perfect for the month. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I really enjoy it. I think it's a really fun. It is a quick read. Um, the art is fun. It's very, it's very YA. It's accessible. It's nice. It's not difficult to read. I appreciate it. And there's continuing storylines with it, which is nice as well. <laughs> you get a little bit more of the the Teen Titans that you love, know and love. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So before I forget, what are we reading next time? Next time we are gonna read. Far Sector by, hold on, let me pull it up. We are reading Far Sector, which is by N.K. Jemison and art by Jamal Campbell. Sector. And who is it? Uh, Marvel, DC, Independent. Oh, this is a DC book. Um, It covers covers Green Lantern, uh, Joe Mullion. Who is um who who is aesthetically based off of um oh gosh Janelle Monet I think <gasps> I love Janelle Monet shoot right? <laughs> I am so excited okay yeah. and you said this is far sector I'm far sector it's um it's a twelve issue collection so it, it is a bit longer I'm excited I fucking love Janelle Monet ooh amazing yeah. love it <laughs> all right everyone that is it. If you want to follow me individually, um, I am Orchata Chica on Instagram and TikTok, where I post art. Yep. Miranda, where can the people find you? (laughs) 
Well, if you are looking for me, I am Dynamite. I am Dino Mighty Miranda on TikTok. I repeat, Dino is a dinosaur. Mighty is a Mighty Mouse Miranda. That's my name. Don't wear it out. I'm your friendly neighborhood amateur Batman historian. I talk about comic books. I feel free to check me out on TikTok. I also go live twice a week on Thursdays and Saturdays, 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time to get up to comic book-based shenanigans. If you'd like to reach out to us as a group, we are the sidekicks at gmail.com. I repeat, the the sidekicks capital t-h-e capital s-e-i-d capital k-i-c-k-s at gmail.com you can also find us as the sidekicks under instagram where we post pictures of what we talk about um feel free to send us an email if you have a recommendation if you want to give us a hat like if you want to send us your thoughts if you give us a giving us a critique if you work in the industry and would like to talk to us we would love to hear from you feel free to send us an email additionally you can leave us a five-star review on apple podcasts I repeat, you can leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We will read it on air. If you write a funny one, we will read it in funny voices. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's going to be real funny. I can't do voices. <laughs> uh, yeah, everyone, that's that's it. That's it for this time. Kind of quick today, but, you know, that's we hope you have not, a great week. Not all of them can be three-hour sagas. I cannot. No, my mental health cannot handle it. So, um, yeah, thanks, everyone. We'll talk to you all next week. All right. We don't have an outro song. So every week I come up with the jingle. I don't remember what teenagers listen to, but I assume <laughs> it sounds kind of like this. Ray Band. Yeah. I love it. <laughs>